Welcome to City Life Church Podcast. Our desire is that all may come to know Christ and fulfill their purpose in life. We welcome you to head over to our website for more information. God bless you and enjoy the message. What I want to do is uh, I'm going to share a few things that I have a title to the message, which I'll share in a moment. But I also want to run through uh, what we call as our global outreach ministry here at City Life Church. And this is a really important part of who we are as a church. This is a, a key aspect in what God's called us to do and be a part of, which is outreach. And we call it global outreach because it does, it reaches around the globe. A lot of things that we do here in the community and, and beyond that, but around the world as well. And uh, I'm going to go through those in a, in a few minutes, and we're going to kind of hit those highlights, and I just want to encourage you in that. This morning, uh, the, the message I want to talk about, it, which really segues into this, it's the title of my message is Diversifying for Greater Return. Diversifying for Greater Return. I'm telling you, that is a... Uh, probably not something you would find specifically those words in that type of sentence structure in the Bible, but I'm telling you, that's pretty much what I get out of what we're going to talk about today, diversifying for greater return. And uh, so I just want to pray and ask God's uh, blessing upon our time this morning. Lord, I thank you for the opportunity just to be able to share what's uh, not only on your heart, but what you've put on my heart to share and and uh, part of the vision of this church, of City Life Church, and I thank you for each person that's part of this church, that they're intricate part of, of what you are doing, God, and we're able to touch so many lives uh, just simply by saying yes to you and be obedient to you in, in every area of our life. So I, I thank you, God, for the hearing ears we would hear and that our feet would be those feet uh, that would be active, for the kingdom, kingdom purpose. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. 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 Well, when we follow the biblical teaching on tithing, which uh, is obviously something very important to God, that's an area where he says we can test him, right, in tithing. And we understand tithing, and and I've had all kinds of people, and I'm not going to go into the details of all of this in regards to tithing today, because I've had so many different comments over the years of why people say they believe or why they don't believe in tithing. And, and all of that, to me, really is, is irrelevant in the sense that what somebody says they believe or don't believe, I just believe God puts principles in his word, and the biblical principles that he puts in his word, they work. It's not up to me to try to explain it to you. I just say that I know, and I know many people that I talk to every day that I know that said, I can't figure it out, but when I tithe, it works, Amen. okay? It's no, uh, there's no any secret thing other than the fact that it's a biblical principle and, and it's in the Bible. So that's some, what I'll say about that. And, and it does, here's the other aspect, it protects our finances from the devourer. And I like that part of it. I'm not, I don't want the enemy to come in and, and be able to steal the things that God has given to me in that regard. So I love the protection that God gives us when we're tithing. But the area I want to talk about this morning, other area of giving that brings great satisfaction, is that area of giving offerings. The area of giving offerings. And it's always given willfully, bountifully, and abundantly. And it's something that joyfully that I, my wife and I have just found ourselves loving this area 
of giving in our life, and it's something we've learned many years ago, and it's, it, it's an incredible opportunity. And so there, there's, I guess we could call it sowing seed, because there's seed that God gives us. Each one of us, we get, we get seed, and there's a sowing seed, and what it is is actually sowing seed in other fields, diversifying for greater return. There's seed that we're sowing in, in other fields. When you drop a portion of your money in the offering as it goes by on Sunday, and it's in the global outreach area, which on the envelopes in the, each one of the envelopes have that little box on there that says global outreach. When you put money in that specifically, you are actually diversifying some of the seed that God has given you to sow. And it goes all over the place. Then it has opportunity to multiply. And it all it takes is for us to be obedient to God and drop that in there, and, and it just goes crazy because God's the one that multiplies it, and that's the cool thing, and, and the returns on it are amazing in, in that regard. So it's often retur- referred to in the Bible as a free will offering. It's something free will. It's something that we've given just of our free will. We aren't being pressured by anybody. It's not because the pastor says you need to do this. It's because in your heart you really say, I willingly want to do this because this is something that I feel strongly about. And so understand that. Now the Hebrew word nadava refers to the motive and the spirit behind this giving. It's not about the, the, the act of it or the mode of it. But it's the spirit behind it, and it's the, it's the motive behind the giver of this. And so it's important to understand that giving it always is something that should be joyful for us. It should be something we're excited about doing. It's some, I know that that's one of the things that my wife and I, we've talked about, that, boy, that's, we don't even think twice about that, whether it's the tithe or the offering, whatever. It's just automatically that is something exciting because we know God does incredible things with that. And so... Uh, it, it, it's an opportunity for us to multiply our seed. First Chronicles 29.9. The people rejoiced over the offerings, for they had given freely and wholeheartedly to the Lord, and King David was filled with joy. Something there's connection with joy and giving willfully of our offering. Understand this, and I've said this many times before, that God gives seed to the sower. He gives seed to the sower. Generous giving is not something we do. Generous giving is just part of who we are. That should be part of who we are as believers, as people who believe in Jesus Christ and and understand what he's done for us in our life. Generosity should just be part of who we are. We found that uh, in, in our lives personally that making a commitment to whether it's a dollar amount or a percentage of, of our money. And when it comes to offerings, that's kind of the easier way to do it because sometimes if you don't kind of commit up front and say, Lord, this is what we believe in faith, that, that, that this is what we're going to do in the global outreach. And we do that by faith. We tend to not necessarily do that. Occasionally the offering will go by and go, maybe I'll give something, maybe I won't. But if we commit to something ahead of time, it really helps us in that process of going, hey, this is what we really believe God wants us to do. This is what we read in 2 Corinthians uh, 9, 7. It says, you must decide, each decide in your heart how much to give. The New King James says, let each one give as he purposes in his heart. So you're purposing already ahead of time something. The word purpose means predetermined. 
make a non-negotiable. God, this is what I believe, and we're not going to allow the enemy to come and steal from that because he'll love to come. I guarantee you, he'll be tested. You, that's just what happens, but, but that's where God says, trust me, have faith in my word. Understanding this one thing, and we talked about this morning, Brett talked about the sacrificial blood of Jesus Christ. He died on the cross for us. The greatest seed ever sown in the history of the world was Jesus Christ. Bar none. Greatest seed ever sown. Jesus. Think of the harvest that God is reaping and has been reaping for the last few thousand years. The harvest, the billions of people coming to Christ because one seed was sown. He was willing to let go of that one seed. How could one seed even make a difference? That, you know, that's, that's our thinking so many times. If God was thinking like we think, he would have never done it because he wouldn't have thought, what difference could one life make, right? We, we think that. What difference could $5 make? What difference could my life make? But God saw through all of that and saw the future and saw what his plan was. And he said, I'm just going to take one seed. I'm going to take one life. Watch me what I do with it. I believe if we have that attitude in our heart, God, you, use my life. Use me. Use whatever seed you've given me. And he'll say, if you do it and you trust me, watch me work. Watch me work. You will never know what can happen if you don't allow him to work through you in planting that seed. You'll never know. You'll never experience the joy of it. That's why there's joy connected to it. If we, if we believe like, no, I better hang on to that. I, this is the only life I have. This is the only seed I have. I'm hanging on to it. But that's not the attitude that God had at the very beginning. He said, no, I'm given my, only, my seed. The one seed I have, I'm going to give it. I'm going to be willing to let it go to the ground and die. There's a risk because if it dies, that's my only shot. I'm done if it doesn't work. But we know it worked, and we know it does work because it's a principle. Sowing seed, we reap a harvest, and there's a harvest that God is reaping, and he will continue to reap, amen? 2 Corinthians chapter 9, starting in verse 6. Remember this, a farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop, but the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. You must each decide in your heart how much to give, and don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure. For God loves a person who gives cheerfully. And God will generously provide all you need. Then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. As, as the scriptures say, they share freely and give generously to the poor. Their good deeds will be remembered forever. I mean, that's a good portion of scripture to live by right there. Amazing things. We think about the generosity and the, and, and the cheerfulness and all of the things that go on in that, in that, in that scripture and in, in our sowing. Our, our reaping really is a direct correlation to just our spirit and the attitude behind what we're doing. There, it's, it's, it's connected very closely. Our reaping is very connected closely to our attitude and, and our spirit in our sowing. Those who expect a great harvest aren't the ones who pinch and just kind of, well, maybe you're, you're not expecting a great harvest if you're not 
if you're just sort of pinching here and there and going, oh, I'll, I'll just give a little tiny thing and just, no, those who expect a great harvest sow a great amount of seed. That's just, that's how it works. That's how, how life is. That's, that's a principle of the word of God. And we see that. Uh, and we must believe that we can make a difference even if it looks, even if it seems small to us. We can make a difference. We can make a, a difference. There was this coach uh, the coach, the track team in a junior high school. And one day he was in the hallway walking down the hall and he bumped into this uh, eighth grade boy and, and he just said, hey, he goes, you know what? Just out of the blue, he said, you could win the state title in cross country running. And the kid's like, huh? He goes, no, no, you, you, you could win the cross country state title. Why don't, why don't you come on out? Come on out and come out and be part of the track team. So the kid, not knowing any different, he shows up. Coach begins to train him, work with him, and he just doesn't seem to be doing that well for a while, and eventually kind of starts getting better and better, and the coach keeps telling him, you can win this thing, you can win this thing, you can win this thing. Finally, by the time he, a couple years later, he's in high school, and he wins the state championship in cross country. And the he talks to the coach after he comes up to him. He's like, man, this is awesome. He goes, coach, how in the world did you ever believe that I would ever win the state championship? He goes, actually, I didn't. He goes, all I had to do is get you to believe you could do it. Yeah. And that's what it is with us and God. I believe it, all it takes is for us to, first, we got to believe we can do this. We got to believe that the word of God is instilled in us and the principles are there and that we can do this. I can do this. Whatever little thing we can, we, we belittle ourselves all the time. Oh, you know, I'm not this or I'm not that or I don't have what that person has. Boy, if I had as much seed as they had, look, I, I could do that too. No, God's saying, take the seed I've given you now. Plant that seed and watch me work. Watch me multiply it. Just believe that what I've given you is enough to start with because what you have in your hand is enough. Whatever he's given you in your hand right now is enough. You don't have to go out there and try to figure out if I only had more, but what you have is enough. I, I believe oftentimes our greatest challenge that we face and that we deal with is when we, the time period that we sow the seed and the seed gets covered and the seed disappears and, it, and it, it, we don't see it anymore, it's a challenge because we think, oh no, I've just given that, I've just sown that and it's gone. It's gone. It's buried. It, it, that's a hard part for us because we're not seeing anything. We're not seeing anything. In fact, for a long time, sometimes we don't see anything. That's, that's the hardest part is releasing that seed. But if you wait long enough and you allow God to water it and, and allow the process to take, to take place and just believe in faith, then we understand we know what happens to seed when, when it gets put in the soil and, it, and it's it begins to work. We must let the seed go in order for it to multiply because it will never multiply in your hand. Never will multiply in your hand. The, the one who sows will eventually see, again, see that, receive that seed with increase. And we understand parting with that seed is the challenge. This is my simple mind at work, but this is how I think. If, you have, if I have 10 seeds in my hand, and those 10 seeds remain in my hand, the value of those 10 seeds are 
zero. They're not 10 seeds, they're zero. Because if those seeds never leave my hand, there's, there's no value there, it's zero. They stay in my hand. But if I take those seeds and I plant them somewhere, those 10 seeds, the multiplying factor can be 100, 1,000. It can be amazing. Because that, that's just, then that becomes out of our, that's not in our control anymore. That's in God's control. And he's a multiplier by nature. That's just who he is. He, he's a blesser. He's abundant. And that's what he does. You can easily turn a $10 bill into $100 of value. Here you could do this. With the $10 bill, you can do two things, one of two things. You can go to the grocery store right now and buy $10 worth of vegetables, and you take home and you would consume $10 worth of vegetables. Or you could go to the store and buy $10 worth of vegetable seeds and go home and take the time to plant and allow them to, to grow and multiply, and all of a sudden, those of you who have grown any vegetables or anything, you know what can happen, $10 worth of seeds. You, you literally create hundreds of dollars worth of value of, of vegetables. It's, it's what you do with that seed, that initial seed, that $10 seed that you have in your hand. What am I going to do with that $10 seed? Because most people who are struggling in life are the ones who consume that $10 right away, and they don't think about sowing because they're so concerned that they won't have something if they do so. And I'm here today to break that, if that spirit is there, whatever it is, that, that's the enemy that wants to lie to you and tell you that you've got to keep what you have, because if you don't, you won't have anything. And I just, I believe that diversifying for greater return is really, is what I'm talking about this morning. God's gifts are bestowed on us, and it's not so that we can have them all to ourselves. although there is a blessing that comes to us, and that's part of the process but it's that way we may become a blessing to others. That really is a key factor in all this. And when we say yes to Jesus Christ, it's no longer about us. It's no longer about me and me, myself, and I. It becomes about a greater cause. It does. And when, that's when, when God sent his son to die on the cross. It wasn't about just God and Jesus and their, you know, us three and no more. It became about a greater cause, right. and, and it was about the world. It was about every person that was going to be born after that. Isaiah 32, 8, but generous people plan to do what is generous, and they stand firm in their generosity. Generous people plan to do what is generous, and they stand firm in their generosity. How about Proverbs eleven twenty five? The generous will prosper those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. Another good scripture. The generous will prosper. These are biblical scriptures that have biblical principles. Proverbs eleven twenty four through 25. Give freely and become more wealthy. Be stingy and lose everything. The generous will prosper. Those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. These are all good words that we need to hear and understand. There's something in the Bible about generosity, about blessing others, uh, the multiplication factor in this. 2 Corinthians 9, 10 through 12. This is the English Standard Version, which I have here this morning. 
He who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way to be generous in every way, which through us will produce thanksgiving to God. For the ministry of this, of this service is not only supplying the needs of the saints, but also overflowing in many thanksgivings to God. There's an abundance. There's an overflowing. Yes, your needs, our needs, the church's needs will be met, but there's an abundance, the overflow. So who does God supply the seed to? What does it say? He supplies the seed to the sower. To the sower. If God had extra seed to bless with, extra seed to sow, who would he give the seed to? if he wanted a return on that money? Would he give seed to the one he knows who's going to sow or the one he knows is going to eat the seed? This is, this is just straight up simple biblical principles. God, God doesn't try to confuse us. All right, he, He's straight up in this. He says he gives seed to the sower. You give it to the person who sow or do you give it to the person who doesn't sow? All right, I need two volunteers to come and stand right here with me. Two people. Come on. I'm a nice guy. I mean, two people walk out. Jonathan started walking out. No, I thought you were coming up here. Stand right here. Now, and turn around, face everybody. So for the sake of what I'm going to do this morning, I just have two $1 bills, so don't get excited. Um, th this, is, this is kind of to, just to make it uh, exactly what it is. Now, whoever is the person here, this has no reflection of who you are because one of you has to be one who's probably not going to sow the seed and one who is in regard to this. And so, um, well, Collins, I know you, you love me no matter what, so I'll just pick you to be the, the guy who doesn't sow the seed this morning just, just for the sake of this. So here, here's the deal. Every one of you out there, you have some seed that you're going to sow, and you're going to pick one of these two seeds, two people, to sow that seed to. Now, Devin here is going to take the seed that you sow, the money that you sow, which in this case will be $2, and he's going to go to the store, and he's going to buy a cucumber with that two dollars. Well, maybe two cucumbers. Maybe you can get two cucumbers for a dollar. Well, it's going to be a cucumber. So that's what he's going to do with the two dollars you give him. And he's going to go home and he's going to eat those cucumbers. Now, Collins, if you give Collins two dollars, he's going to go to the store and he's going to buy two dollars worth of cucumber seeds. And he's going to go home and he's going to sow those seeds in, in his garden. Now, you have a choice. You're going to get a 50% return wherever you sow it. You're going to get 50% return from him. You get one cucumber. If you sow the $2 here, you're going to get 50% of whatever he harvests. So this is not a trick question. No offense to anybody up here. So if you had, I reversed this, didn't I? We're just going to stay with what I did. So you're going to still forgive me. I just realized that. 
Anyway, so how many people would say right now you would give your $2 to Devin to buy the two cucumbers? Raise your hand. What? I get no takers. I'm sorry, Devin. It, well, see, now you, you will get one of those. You would get one of those cucumbers. Now, who would give the $2 to Collins knowing that he's going to go home and plant those seeds? How many? Raise your hand if you get... Now, some of you didn't even raise your hand at all, but you get nothing. You don't even get one cucumber. Oh, you have little faith right there. So, well, here, this, this way, we're, we're even. Thank you, guys. You guys can be seated. You, <laughs> thank you, guys. So, does that make sense? I, I'm just, like, breaking it right down to... The basics of the basics here. And God chooses to invest in us with the purpose of so that he's investing through us, really, in that process. Does 2 Corinthians 9 say God will multiply your bread? Or does it say he'll multiply your seed? He multiplies our seed, not our bread. He does give bread to the hungry because that's how good God he is. But his intention is to, even if you're... if. Those who are hungry and getting bread, the intent is get them from consumers to those who are planters, that are sowers as well. That's God's heart. But every we know that, we understand that there's always those who are hungry, and our intention always should be to feed, make sure that they have <laughs> bread to eat. But here's, here's the principle that I believe works. If we're giving bread to the hungry, then we need to help them to understand they can too become sowers. Because with some of that bread, they can sow some of that bread and not consume all of that bread, and then they begin to be able to get in the, jump in and be part of the process. So that's God's heart as well. So if you're one that's hungry today, understand that you are a multiplier too, you're a sower too, and that's just a principle that you can grab a hold of really quickly and sow. If somebody gave you a $10 bill tomorrow and said, hey, God told me to give you this, just don't consume that $10. Do something, you can consume a portion of it, but make sure you're sowing a portion. Then all of a sudden you start the process when you, and you're in that. So this morning I want to just quickly run through our global outreach. This is the diversifying for greater return. And, and I want to say this is a great testimony for our church, for the size of our church. And we, we are, I say that we're a huge church, we're a large church because we have a large impact, and, and for what we do is, is incredible that God has used us to do. So, uh, But thanks to every one of you, and there's others that obviously aren't here this morning, and there's a couple people outside the church that believe in what we do as a church and global outreach that give toward this too. But just last year, 2017, uh, City Life Church gave over $38,000 to global outreach. That's a lot of money when you think about $38,000. To, to global outreach, to what we're doing. And so I'm going to show you here, we're going to walk through these 11 ministries that we sow seed into. So um, you can go ahead and put up the first one, Capital Region Ministries Network, which is a, a lead pastor's fellowship in Thurston County area and a Capital Region, a Capital Region area. I'm a part of the board on that. I'm, I'm happy and it's great privilege to serve with some great pastors in this community, but there's a lot of incredible things we're doing together as pastors. We meet every month together, building relationships and working on ways to partner. So as a church, 
we believe in this. We believe in diversifying into other churches as well. It's not just City Life Church. There's Really, it's the one church, right? I mean, there's one church that should reach everybody, many congregations. So go to the next one. Serve Thurston, which is something that started just recently, two or three years ago. And this is a kind of an outtake from uh, Capital Region Ministries Network, where we really felt a need to do specific things to partner in our community, churches partnering with different aspects of the community so that we can be effective in reaching them um, in a partnership way. So thir- Serve Thurston, uh, there's four main key things that we focus on as in a group, and it, it is the churches, so it's uh, more than just the lead pastors. There's other people in the churches that are involved in this, and so we've some done some of the things as a church with other churches with this, but one, there's four areas that we really focus, are focusing in on right now. Uh, one is the schools, uh, which is, we find to be very important, so as churches partnering with schools. Uh, other one is uh, foster care, uh, which is a real big thing in obviously anywhere, but in our community. The other area is political area, we say that, the legislators. So focusing as pastors, there's many of us that go down and we meet with uh, different representatives, senators, and we pray with them and we spend time with them, and it's really uplifting for them. So that's something as churches that we do as well. And then the, the fourth area is in law enforcement, and that's really something that we've started recently partnering with them. In fact, we meet with them March 8th. We have a meeting uh, with all of the different law enforcements of the area and partnering with how we can effectively as churches partner to reach our community and be effective and what they can do to serve the churches because they're excited about that as well. So we have some cool things happening there. So that's Serve Thurston, and there's different activities we'll be doing uh, with coming toward the fall with some school things and and different uh, aspects there. Let's go ahead and do the next one. Union Gospel Mission. And this is a great, great place. In fact, we have people in our church that serve down there on a regular basis. Union Gospel Mission is a well-oiled machine that's humming really well. They meet the needs of a lot of people down there, and they have a lot of resources. That's why we give to them, because as a church, we're not able to do what Union Gospel does, but they do some amazing things. And so if you have interest to get involved in there, absolutely you know, come talk to us about that. By the way, time out real quick. Uh, well, I was gonna, I'll get to that, but just to say, um, Hal Holmberg right here, Hal, uh, as our prayer pastors, Hal and Carol, but Hal oversees the whole global outreach area of ministry. So you would want to contact him once we're done with this if there's any area that you feel like, hey, I'd like to be more than just writing a check each month. Maybe I want to participate and get involved in that. So a plug for that. The next one. CareNet Pregnancy Center. This is something that's been established. It was established way back, I believe, in the 1980s at some point, maybe late 70s. I can't remember, probably. Um, but one of the couple ladies in the church here started this uh, ministry, and it's grown to be a huge area of, of uh, to reach many women and men now because they have for both. Uh, again, Hal can give you way more details. He's our liaison. Hal's talking to these people and in there all the time. Uh, and uh, it's a great ministry. They have some great technology, great equipment and stuff, and you're seeing lives of babies saved all the time because of CareNet and the needs of the moms and even uh, the, the men are, are met as well. The next one, Daniel's, uh, Daniel's House, uh, downtown Olympia. I want to tell you, I will, I will take just brief just to share a 
incredible testimony. Because you, you won't believe this. And so you need to go down there. It's on the, it's on the corner of Water Street and uh, what's the other street? 16th, right down by the Capitol. I mean, it's right a block away from the Capitol grounds there. An incredible house, and it's, and it's uh, kept going 20, basically 24 hours a day. I know people sleep and stuff, but it's an area where you see a lot of prayer happening, a lot of prayer for our state, for, for our government, for other issues. But we, and we have pastors that come and go, but there's also the legislators that come and go all the time. Right now, during session, we're meeting every Tuesday night. We have a dinner there with pastors and legislators, and we sit and we talk with them and we pray with them, which is a great opportunity that's a, a, an amazing thing that's happening. But the testimony is that house was being sold by the people who owned it. And, and the, uh, Daniel's house had been using it for many years. Uh, but the people owned it, had to sell it. And it was a large, large dollar amount. For most of us, we wouldn't just go out and buy something that costs nearly $700,000, right? I mean, that's a lot of money. And so there are a lot of prayer and intercession was going in. God, we believe this is the place that for prayer for the state of Washington, for Olympia, for all the things that are going on. God, this is yours to do with whatever you want. And just basically at the last moment, some developer, a businessman somewhere caught wind about it and said, hey, I have this house property I'm going to sell. And by the way, whatever I get from it, I'm going to donate to, and it happened to be, the, basically the amount of money needed to buy this house, the guy, phew, he paid for the whole thing by selling a piece of property. Cause is that a God thing or what? Yeah, that's how God works. So that's a great testimony about the Daniel's house. Next one. Destiny Ministries, Kazmires, Marvin Judy Kazmire, they've been a part of this church for many, many, many years. We're uh, associate pastors and here, and then they were sent down and planted church, or not planted, took a church down in uh, Lexington, and then now they're down in um, in Oregon, in Tillamook, Oregon, pastoring a church. But they have done amazing things. They're part of our eldership in this church, translocal elders. And uh, they go around and they help other churches and that come into challenging times, and they just go meet with them and spend time with them. So that's one area that we continue to, to bless as well. The next one. Every nation's uh, church in Japan, is Yokosuka, Japan, the Mercers, Ray's been here before a few times, but that's an incredible ministry that's going on in Japan. And so we, we have direct connections to uh, other parts of the world. And so that's great that we're able to do that. Uh, next one. And this is, the uh, in fact, Pastor Metal Hansen was here just uh, not too long ago, but Christian Worship Center in their orphanage in uh, Ghana there. Incredible, incredible ministry that's going on there, especially with these children and God's doing life-changing things there, so that's an area, if you ever get a chance or ever feel like, man, I want to go to Africa, that's the place to go, just, just saying, it's an incredible opportunity. Aerial Ministries, which is, we know the Holmbergs right here, they were down in Mexico for 16 years, uh, sent from this church and are back here now, but we believe God is uh, wanting us to continue to support what they do. In fact, they serve here in this house incredible ways, and like I said, how oversees our global outreach ministry, and they're running and going all the time, doing things, and just uh, filling so many gaps here. Hal, thank you. Carol, thank you guys so much. And as our prayer pastors and part of our personal intercessor team, thank you guys so much. This is a worthwhile investment for anybody to invest in you guys' lives as well as what you guys do, so thank you so much. Next one is short-term missions. This is something we, we do as a church, we love to do, take teams out whenever God sets it up to do that, 
and go out and do some things in other countries or do things to help other uh, other churches or that need a church a building built or or just ministry whatever it is so those are things that we give we put money aside for as well and then what do we have one more benevolence which is something that's obviously necessary we have that for people in need we do the best we can in that area uh, although the reason we do give to like Union Gospel Mission and those kind of things because they're able to, to do that. We don't necessarily have a food kitchen here or things like that, but occasionally there's need and, and we tr- do the best we can to help in those areas. So those are the areas that the global outreach that City Life Church is invested in and you guys are invested in. So that's amazing. Amen. So in that, in closing, I'm just asking everybody here, if you're not already partnering in global outreach, here's an opportunity to diversify some of your seed and, uh, and so and to join other people in diversifying for greater return at City Life Church. And I think it's an amazing opportunity. So I, this is what I say is ask the Lord what it is he wants you to give. Don't ask him if you should give, but ask him what should I give because it's, I think it's the idea of, okay, I know I'm supposed to get involved, but to what degree? So that's between you and the Lord. Like I said, it's sometimes it's just easy to come up with a percentage of income or a set amount, whatever that is, and just and it might stretch you a little bit, but believe God in that. Have faith to believe that you can make a difference. Just whatever it is you have is going to make a difference, and it will make a difference. And so I just want to encourage everyone this morning to be a part of that. And like I said, there's envelopes, the, uh, the offering envelopes there. You can see there's a box for that, so anytime you're giving you can give towards that as well. This, and uh, by the way, this is above your, t- your tithe that you would give because that's, uh, that's just part of where the multiplication factor comes in. That's where the, the increase in blessing comes in to our lives. Uh, I saw a few musicians in the worship team if you want to come at this time. I just really felt like this morning, again, just to encourage us in this area of sowing seed, sowing seed. And if we're continually sowing seed, uh, it's not like, oh, I'm, I'll give $5 and then I'll just wait and see what happens with that and then next year I'll think about what to do again. I, I would just say, don't stop sowing seed, you know, because as soon as we stop sowing seed, then our harvest doesn't continue as well. So just encourage you in that regard and, and, and just take it before the Lord and say, Lord, how much should I or should we give toward this and what, what does that look like? And uh, I, would, I would say... Um, you know, it's something that for many it's a it's sacrificial because sometimes you're like, wow, God, I don't know how, you know, really, Lord? And he says, well, that's what I'm asking. So whatever it is he's asking that we just need to be obedient to that. Amen. Let's stand as we're going to um, conclude the service this morning. We're going to sing this song again that uh, we sang earlier. And... Uh, in that regard, I just want to, um, when we're done with this song, I just want to pray, pray for you in, in regard to the, to the area of, of finances today and just God's blessing on each person and the, the needs that may be here in that area. But let's go ahead and sing this and then I'll come back and we'll, we'll conclude. Thank you for listening to City Life Church Podcast. 